0: This is the Off-Kilter Podcast. It is about breaking rules, listening to your ovaries, and coloring outside of the lines. Each week, we will connect and be in conversation about how to reignite your sexuality, feel powerfully graceful, and deeply connected to your body, all while navigating life. I am your teacher, Amy Kate Boe. Welcome to the Off-Kilter Podcast, or welcome back. Happy Monday. I am sitting in the sunshine in my apartment in North Vancouver, drinking a peppermint tea. And today is episode 29. It is called The Six Must-Have Tips for Becoming an Embodied Warrior Woman. And today's episode was really birthed from a post that I made a few days ago. Uh, which was also called The Six Must-Have Tips for Becoming an Embodied Warrior Woman. I got such great feedback that I thought that I would speak to that post and hopefully go a little deeper uh, in into the six steps uh, and talk about what is embodiment, what is an embodied warrior woman, and how you can start to cultivate this embodiment through these six steps. So, so many women that come to see me have been taking the short way home for so long, and the shortcuts, the diets, the six-week challenges, are uh, training that is. Uh, not right for them, has caused this disembodiment, this disconnection to their bodies. So there is a ton of research uh, around embodiment. And the body of research really refers to embodiment as the experience of living in, perceiving, sensing, and experiencing the world, Uh, so the external, from the specific location of our physical bodies so it's really about feeling the research also uh has understood embodiment as a key element of like our identity or a sense of self so what we commonly refer to as me or i or i am uh that can be also seen or understood as embodiment So really, if I am embodied, I have this experiential awareness of like feelings and sensations within my body, which is reflecting my physical reality or what's actually going on in the outside world. But (laughs) so many of us are disembodied and in the research Or in the psychology research, they define disembodiment or it's really understood as an effect of disassociation. So there is a disconnection to the physical body. And so many women I start working with are disembodied. There is this disconnection between the feeling and the physical body. And this is just because they've been ignoring their bodies for decades and they can no longer really associate with them. So what is an embodied warrior woman? Because girlfriend, I know that you are a warrior woman, but we're missing the embodied piece. And I want to look at what that is and why it's important. So what is an embodied warrior woman? She knows her cycle and knows her body. She has cultivated more compassion and love for herself. She is in hormonal balance. She has a healthy gut and metabolism. She has consistent energy through her day. She walks. She sets boundaries. She manages her stress. She has a healthy regular cycle for her. She has a strong libido. She lifts weights. She knows how to train to finally get the results that she wants. She eats to support her hormones, metabolism, and energy, and for joy. She tracks her cycle. She connects to her dark thread where she can reignite this intimacy, this sensuality, this curiosity, this playfulness in her. And she trusts her body. She knows how to feel. She has what I call body literacy where she understands the feelings uh, and the messages that her body is sending her and she knows what to do with those feelings and those messages. Now, so many of us are disembodied and we don't know what our body is telling us. We don't understand the messages that are coming through. There is such a disassociation between uh, the inside and the outside world. So I wanted to create something that could help you start to cultivate this embodiment. Now, there are many ways to do this, uh, and I just use... Uh, knowing your cycle and training as levers to help you feel embodied. So we're going to look at the six must-have tips for becoming an embodied warrior woman. Number one, understand your cycle. When you know your cycle, you know your body. When you know your body, you have built trust with it. You have built body literacy with it. We need to trust it and have that literacy for us to feel embodied, for us to understand what's going on, for us to perceive and sense and experience the world from a specific location in our bodies. So when we know our cycle, we have cultivated this awareness of feelings and sensations which then helps us reflect our physical reality, what's actually going on. So I'd like you to think of your cycle as your report card. It's telling you if your hormones are happy and balanced. It's giving you feedback. And we start by tracking our cycle because it's hard to uh, fix what we don't understand. Or it's hard to actually move forward when we don't even know where we are. So it takes a few cycles uh, and if, like, to find patterns and to develop this body literacy. So, really, this understanding of your cycle needs a commitment of three months. And what I have found, it takes about three months for you to put the patterns together, develop some body literacy, and start to connect uh, and move away from this disassociation into a feeling of embodiment. So when we're tracking our cycle, what are we looking for? We are looking for any data, any sensing, experiencing, feeling, symptoms that can help us understand what's going on in your cycle. So we're looking for length, we're looking for skin breakouts, emotional stability, any PMS data, pain, the type of bleed, and cervical fluid changes. Now there are really cool apps out there uh, that you can download. They're such great data collectors. They can cue you on all the different things that you can track. They're very engaging. They're colorful. They're super easy to use. Uh, A couple are Flow, Ovia, uh, Clue, and Fitter. Uh, They're my favorites. Um, Or you can go old school and you can write the day of your cycle in your journal or your training diary and write some data points about what's going on on that day. So that's number one. Number two is, okay, so now we have some data and we can see what's going on. We look at, all right, how can I find some more balance? How can I connect to my body? So number two is balance your hormones. And balancing your hormones will depend on your hormonal data and body literacy results. But I like to put this in there because I believe there are several things that you can do to cultivate happy hormones naturally. Uh, And these are things that you can do before we really know what's actually going on with your hormones. Uh, I think they're like, you know, the seven basics that you can have for cultivating hormonal health. So the first one is to improve your gut hormone connection. Now there is quite a lot of science and research out there around healthy gut, happy hormones. And what they found is that if you have a really unhealthy gut, uh, you have unhappy hormones. So the first thing here is to look at your gut health. Are you experiencing gut problems, uh, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, uh, digestion issues, uh, bowel troubles, all of these things. Uh, Your gut is the most important organ in your body uh, and it affects your hormones so much. So the first one is look at your gut health. Uh, if you're having gut problems, it's getting on a good uh, gut plan, cultivating healthier bacteria in your gut. The second is... Balancing blood sugar. So here we're looking at eating often and eating enough. And so many of the women that I start working with uh, have very irregular blood sugar. They have been dieting for decades. So basically they've been under eating uh, and starving themselves for a really long time, which greatly has has had great impact on their metabolism and that kind of links into the first one if you have an unhealthy gut and you have been dieting for decades you have a really unstable metabolism and so then therefore it's affecting your hormones because we actually can't pull in the nutrients and absorb the nutrients that we need to build the hormones so there's actually a lack of building or what's happening is that uh, we're not loving our liver and therefore the liver actually can't excrete and get out the toxins so we have a buildup of hormones. So when we look at balancing our blood sugar, we're looking at eating often and yep, that means no fasting. I am not a fan of fasting. The research on fasting uh, is mostly in the longevity and aging space, and it's mostly been done on males. What I have found in the last 12 years, uh, through my own experience and through working with so many women, is that fasting is not our friend. Uh, Fasting is stressful. And in an already very stressful life, doing this adds more stress to our red umbrella. Now, I think it's, like anything, it's really important to know that there's like structured flexibility in this. And I'll use myself as an example. And so, say I have super balanced healthy hormones. I have a very regular healthy cycle. Uh, I have a very balanced blood sugar. I have good... Gut hormone connection. I sleep well. My say, my umbrella is uh, is very healthy. My prongs are strong. I could fast for you know a morning or a day. Uh, I could do that for a little while, and I'll be okay. I'll recover. My umbrella is pretty strong. But I want you to think about if you have been. Dieting for decades, so under eating, over training. if you are not sleeping well, if you have very poor uh, gut health, um, if you have so much stress, so there's a lot of prongs in your umbrella that are weak or broken. Now you add fasting on top of that, which is also stressful, uh, it just increases the stress. Uh, on the umbrella. And so when I start working with women, we're looking at balancing their blood sugar to help regulate their stress uh, and to support their metabolism. So we eat often, and we eat enough. Now often is every few hours and enough, well, this is super individualized uh, and something that you know, it takes time to understand uh, what enough is for me. But when we look at enough, we just start looking at balancing the meals with macronutrients. So with good quality proteins, carbohydrates and fats and some sugars. So natural sugars, fruits. uh, And we really don't forget about fiber. Uh, And this is super important in uh, helping us uh, cultivate a healthy gut and excrete a lot of toxins and waste out of us. The third one is love your liver. And here we're looking at eating high quality protein, taking a B complex. Uh, It's very hard for us to get enough uh, B vitamins. Eating loads of veggies, drinking enough water. There are so many women out there that don't drink enough water. If we're not drinking enough water, uh, we can't actually detoxify our body and flush out all the toxins. Therefore, we're getting a buildup. Uh, and we need to reduce the red water stuff that we drink, so alcohol. Uh, and it's quite a big one that we tackle at the start. A lot of us are, I'm not going to say heavy drinkers, but uh, we drink quite a lot. And alcohol is one of the first things uh, that we can look at when we're trying to balance our hormones. So taking this out, it helps our sleep, uh, it helps our liver, it helps balance our blood sugar, and it definitely helps support our gut health. Number four is sleep. We need to sleep eight or nine hours a night. We all have really shitty sleep hygiene, and I want you to look at your sleep hygiene. What is your sleep like? Then we look at training the right way, and the right way for you. I am a big fan uh, of weightlifting and strength training, and training harder but smarter. All of my work that I do with women, we do bodyweight strength training and weightlifting and there is such a big body of research around the power of strength and resistance training in uh, cultivating a healthy metabolism, increasing our lean muscle mass, uh, helps us balance our blood sugar, helps with our stress. Uh, so looking at uh, creating more of a strength brace practice over a high-intensity practice. And then we can go into the world of supplements. And again, this is super individualized and requires us to understand what's actually going on with the hormones, what's going on with the nutrition, uh, looking at uh, some hormonal tests or micro and macronutrient tests to understand where are the deficiencies. But there are a handful that I really highly recommend. Uh, Vitamin D plus K, uh, especially in the north, we do not get enough light and sunlight, and uh, so many of us here uh, in the north are deficient in vitamin D. And then a few others are zinc, magnesium, and a B complex, and these all support uh, healthy metabolism and gut health. Uh, they help balance our blood sugar, they help uh, our liver, and they um, Help stress as well and if you want to know more on supplements and their role, please reach out to me and I am so happy to connect with you on that and give you some more education but you can start with those basics, uh, they're good, they're good to have and take uh, and the last one in balancing your hormones is walk 15,000 steps today and every day. Uh, I have spoken a lot about this. I have written about it quite a bit. There is such power in walking. And that will come in step number six, I think. So number three, train with your cycle. So your hormones change throughout your cycle. And... You can train harder and longer in the first half of your cycle. You tolerate more carbohydrates to fuel that hard training. And studies show that we can build more muscle and we can recover better in the first half of our cycle. Towards the end of our cycle, our hormones are at their lowest. And we may need to be more mindful with our training. Our PMS can impact our energy. Uh we tolerate protein and fat better, and we may need to rest longer. Now mindful doesn't mean don't train. Mindful means maybe you need to rest longer. Maybe the complexity of the training uh, is not as hard. Uh, It's not really a time to learn a new skill uh, or lift super heavy or go for a PB, but we can still show up, we can still move our body, Uh, we can still lift weights but we might need to rest longer maybe we need to do less sets or less reps and you'll only learn this from tracking your cycle and then training with it to understand what your body needs it's also really important to note that this is structured flexibility and so we can be in uh, you know, we can be on our bleed on our periods and we can feel great. Uh, and we could train hard. It's just, it's one prong in your umbrella. So if your umbrella is strong and all your other prongs are really strong, uh, you could, you can train, you could train hard, uh, say on day five, whereas you might be in your peak on day 14 and your hormones are meant to be at their peak, you're meant to feel your best, but you might not feel great because some of your other prongs in your umbrella might not be super strong or might be broken. And so when you're thinking about this stuff, you need to keep in mind your umbrella. This is one prong of your umbrella. Training is the other prong of your umbrella. Uh, And then there are so many other prongs. So just having this understanding, though, that what's the cycle actually doing? What's my cycle doing? Where are my hormones at? Now, okay, when can I train harder and longer? Uh, And when do I need to be more mindful with my training? So understanding this balance is important if you really want to get the results uh, out of your training that you want. So I invite you to try it next cycle. Number four, 15,000 steps to connection. Go for a walk, even if you don't feel like it. The walk will alter your mood, get you moving, and allow you to connect with your breath, your body, with the environment, with nature. I believe a walk changes your posture uh, and is so immensely restorative. When I start working with women, uh, this is one of the first things that I get them to do. We stop uh, all high-intensity training, and for the first few months of our work together, I get them to walk 15,000 steps a day. I believe, uh, and this is why I call it 15,000 steps to connection, I believe walking is such a powerful tool and a powerful prong in your umbrella to build trust with your body and to connect to your body. It also helps down-regulate your nervous system and manage stress. It's time for you. Um, so the walk will help balance your hormones. Um, and it's time for you to connect into yourself. Number five, choose quality over quantity. I really like this one. Um, and I read this a long time ago, uh, and it's from the work of Dr. Jade Teter, and he does a lot of work on the metabolism and stress. So often the diet and the fitness programs focus on quantity, so the quantity of food eaten or the amount of training done. Uh, and almost always these diets and fitness programs aren't successful. Now, I want to note that quantity is important, of course. Uh, The amount of food that we eat uh, is important and the amount of training done also impacts our cycle, our hormones, our body composition, our weight. But I think that to balance the hormones, we need to focus more on the quality of the inputs. So food and training really are information for the body and the quality of the information determines your hormonal and metabolic health. And so if we look at quality training inputs, we're looking at do we have a strong process and method in our training? Do we, um, do we understand how to progress to our goal or to a skill or to a weight that's intelligent uh, and that supports our uh, nervous system and our hormonal health? So often uh, training is all about the, the quantity and not quality. Uh, and so many women for so long have been overtraining, so high intensity exercise that's been focused on the result or the outcome, that's super stressful on their body uh, and is not a quality input. So if we look at quality inputs, we're looking at a movement practice that is strength focused, uh, body weight strength or weightlifting. Uh, Mobility and flexibility work, walking, some softness like dancing or flow, uh, breathing. It should be fun and it should be playful. But there is a process and a method to it uh, which uh, cultivates this quality in the training. uh, Because there's a difference between just doing an exercise and actually understanding how to do it and doing it well. This is also for nutrition inputs. So uh, I think so often we're focused on the amount that we should be eating or not eating, and we're not really focused on the quality of the input. So where is your food from? Is it real, whole food? Are we eating often? Are we eating enough? Uh, Are we balancing our meals with this real whole food, good quality proteins and fats and carbohydrates? And number six is what I call taking the long way home. And home, I believe, is your body. But so many of us aren't home. We keep trying to take the shortcut there and It's really left us disembodied and disconnected from our physical. So I want you to ditch the short way home, the diets, the six weeks to the 12-week challenges, the high-intensity exercise, uh, and take the long way home. Yeah, it takes longer, and it's really hard, but... Uh, I believe it is the only way that we can truly come home back into our bodies uh, and become embodied warrior women. So the long way home is saying no to other people's opinions, to the media, to diets, to overtraining, and saying yes to understanding your cycle, your metabolism, and your body. Really, this way is full of exploration and discovery, listening and feeling, building attention and trust uh, with your body and understanding your cycle and how to train with it. But it does require a whole lot of patience. Um, And it can be a bit of a bumpy road, but uh, I have seen it take women home back into their bodies uh, so they can become embodied warrior women. So that's it. They are my six must-have tips for starting to become an embodied warrior woman. I would love uh, for you to start. start with tracking your cycle. That is the first step uh, to learning about your body. Okay, that is episode 29 done. I... I have some really exciting guests coming up on the podcast uh, in the lead-up to my Australian workshop tour, which is in May, and I am so excited uh, about that tour. It is a tour for my Training the Female Warrior workshop, which is a workshop for women who train and coaches who train women. It is about starting this important conversation around how to train powerfully around your cycle. So the first part, we look at the science of the menstrual cycle uh, and the hormones. The second part is learning how to train with the cycle so we can finally get the results that we want in our training. And then the third part is the art of talking about it. So talking about periods and cycles uh, is uncomfortable. And what I found is that it's really hard to talk about something that we don't understand. So first we need the understanding and then we can have this hard conversation. Uh, It's like an art, it takes practice and I have created this workshop to help you uh, and give you the tools and some dialogue to use as a coach or as a female who has a male coach uh, to start this conversation about how we can use the cycle and training as levers to really become embodied warrior women. So uh, the link to the workshops are on my Instagram profile and I will be doing four workshops in May. I have space for one more workshop. So if you would love to host a workshop, I would love to hear from you. Please uh, DM me or flick me an email and we can connect. Okay, remember, take the long way home. That's it for today. Thank you so much for connecting and tuning in. And if you loved this episode and found it helpful, I would love if you could share it. Share it with another woman, another warrior woman that you know really wants to be embodied. Uh, I would greatly appreciate it. And if you could jump on to iTunes and rate this podcast, it really helps Uh, to reach more women out there and try and get me in with the cool kids. Um, Thank you so much. If you have any questions, you can connect with me on Instagram at amykatebow. I also write a daily blog. You can sign up on my website, amykatebow.com. Thank you for making the space to listen today. Remember, take the long way home. Bye for now.